Come see what's new inside the greenhouses at Prairie Gardens. Boston Fern and Hibiscus are only $16.97. Tropical bloomers, including Mandevilla, Gardenias, and more, are 25% off. Prairie Gardens has a super deal on perennials and big one-half-gallon pots, now only $5.97. Choose from coneflowers, butterfly bush, lilies, hostas, and more. Dianthus are 30% off, and some of your favorite peony varieties are now 40% off. Prairie Gardens, locally owned. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, framing, and boutique. Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. I'm Tamara McDaniel here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. So come in, join us if you can, or join us by phone at 217-356-9397. That works out to 356-WDWS. And then you can also text us at 351-5357. We have Marianne Metz here. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning. Good morning, John Weisgarten. Good morning, Tamara. And Steve Brown, good morning. Good morning. All right. How are you? I'm doing well. What, I'm, is, uh, <coughs> what is this, pleasant temperatures for two and a half, three days in a row now? This is awesome. I could do without the wind, but the temperatures are yeah. fabulous. But the, you know, the only nice thing about the wind is it will continue to dry things out more rapidly. Yes, it will. So That's you'll be true. that much sooner, quicker to be able to dig a hole. Dig probably. in the dirt. Dig, yeah. Okay. So. Good point. Hey, well, uh, just a follow-up before I forget to mention it. Just want to thank everybody for helping raise money for the Champaign County Salvation Army this last week. Awesome response. There's, there's literally just a handful of pots out there. And if they're not gone this weekend, we'll kill them ourselves and, Absolutely. and finish it off. So um, with everyone's help, it will be a total of 560 pots uh, that will have been purchased, 10 bucks each for the Salvation Army. So 5600 bucks to the Champaign County Salvation Army. And That's we'll great. cut a check this week. So Wonderful. Yeah, there's yeah. just a couple of coleus and a couple of petunia combos left out there. They look fabulous. And again, if customers don't Better buy them, we'll just make it part of the donation and yep. put a fork in it. Yeah. Well, thanks to you guys for yeah, holding th- a fundraiser like this uh, for the Salvation Army. Well, thanks to and them for everything. Yeah. The Army and all the volunteers. Oh my do gosh, yes. In the community, they do so and, much for our community and it's everybody in the community who responded and came out and purchased. Isn't that awesome? The what pots. a great bunch of people we've got here. I know. Yeah, I agree. Good little CU community. So you got so anything going on out there, guys, in the greenhouse Not or the shrubs? Oh, no, we're just sitting back. Do you have any bags. plants? <laughs> only a few. We're only getting one or two trucks a day. That's it. So yeah, trucks. I don't know. That's not so much. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're absolutely loaded. Yes, I I just brought up a little sampling of color this morning, Tamara. That's that's all, those are all begonias. Those are gorgeous. some of Marianne's favorite begonias. They're just incredible. The so these guys, those they're all about the foliage. The rex. They they certainly bloom. Yeah, it's okay, but who cares if they don't bloom? Because the foliage is so awesome. So burgundies and and burgundies with a, a almost black edge, and this the escargot. Could you name Ooh. a star in the center? And maybe Ooh. this one. The maybe the escargot. I just think it. It's the got texture. that little kind of swirl in the middle. Yeah, yeah like, like a snail, snail shell. shell. Exactly, oh, okay. exactly. And look at a speckled one. It's kind of Ooh. burgundy at the base, and then silver overlay, the silver, and then I love then that. little. Little, it looks like paint flecked oh, on it. Those it's are the perfect uh-huh. plants cool. to put in combination planters. Yes, for a Absolutely. shaded or a morning sun or filtered sun environment. Yep, they where you're saying, are. oh, well, can I get to flower there? I don't want to do this or I don't yeah. want to do that. 
Who cares about the flower? No kidding. No, you don't need it. The texture and the color of the foliage is... And then just in case you do... Those uh, are my go-tos at my house. I love the Rex because you you can pair it with other tropical plants. Uh, that are upright, which it just makes a fabulous combination. But even in your perennial gardens and, and borders and stuff, I always tell people to really, really, really consider the, the foliage of any kind of plant that you're putting in because that's what you're going to be looking at all year because perennials only have a, a bloom time. They don't bloom all summer, um, with the exception of maybe knockout roses. They bloom pretty much all summer. But uh, you just got to think about the whole picture, you know. And this foliage is going to add color and texture and, oh, just all sorts of, of fun stuff. So, so if you were to plant those Rex begonias directly into the ground once it's warm enough, uh, you'd want to have a lot of compost, a lot of organic matter. Yep. So it drains away well. Yep. So it's not a heavy Exactly. Soil. Not heavy. That's a yeah. good, that's a good, good point. They don't like to be wet. And that's why they do so well in containers with a really good potting mix yes speaking of the potting mix i've got to try that coast of maine raised bed soil this year that's the one that i'm excited about and why are you excited about it just the tilth the weight the just the texture and substance of it just seems like it's screaming to be grown in i mean it's going to drain away so well but yet hold enough moisture it's not going to be a real fine powdery lightweight soil I mean, I don't mean heavy. I just mean if you pick up the bag, you can just tell by holding it. Well, you and a whole bunch of other people, we've been selling it pretty well, it seems like. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? Coast of Maine is the brand of it, but it's it's got lobster shells and earthworm castings and mycorrhizae and bark and peat and different compost elements. It's formulated for... Raised beds. So I have new oh. all sorts of yeah, all sorts of cool things. Now you're switching over to your and Tamara's favorite holiday. Hey, I don't know why I'm so hungry this morning. It smells like popcorn around here. Oh, you noticed? What's going on? Well, guess what we got in yesterday. What? What did we get in yesterday? We got uh, the cassia plant, which is the, called the popcorn plant. So and rub the leaf and smell your fingers. It's a sensory plant. This is not plant. a trick. It's not going to bite. It's like you're at the theater <laughs> eating buttered popcorn. <laughs> buttered <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> not, doesn't smell like hand sanitizer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's such, oh, a, wow. such a cool plant for yeah, it is. not like, just uh, kids, it but does. adults like it too, obviously. Buttery oh, popcorn. it's one of those things. It's kind of like basil. You know, I plant it on the edge of a garden just so I can smell it. I necessarily want to cook with it, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> It really smells good. You just want to rub it. The popcorn plant just like it smells like buttered popcorn. There's a really neat yellow flower on it, but again, it's one of those things that's maybe more about the foliage fragrance, don't you think? Jen? I think so. Well, the texture. Oh, the yeah, you always talk fabulous. about adding things to the garden that yeah. seem tropical. This is a texture that's unlike anything that's uh, any other annual or any other perennial around here. And Linda yeah. grew it last year, I know, and hers got about three and a half feet tall. I, I don't remember what she said. What no. I do remember is a customer that said at the end of the season, I think it was in October maybe even, that she had named it Jack. <laughs> Jack of the Beanstalk, yes. Yep, and she was you know, an average height person that she was looking up at it. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, I think she said that's, all, that's was, a whole lot of butter. Yeah, that's a whole lot of butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
cool stuff. That's but great. we're getting in a bunch of cool stuff, and it's it's John's just been these guys out there have been running ragged, getting yeah. things in order, and wow, it's now, so cool. You touched upon the Rex begonia needing like um, like only morning sun or morning sun filtered sunshade. Sun, yeah. Okay. What about the the flowered begonias? I don't know how you would the the, the tuberous and the the regers. Uh, really, they would prefer that same situation. Any, any, <laughs> and truthfully, any plant almost is is suffers a little bit when it has that all day hot sun, especially in the afternoon. Okay. These guys would prefer that same same situation. But the color range in in the flowers on on the uh, uh, tuberous begonias are just. There's, there's not that a color you can't get. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, I pulled out a begonia that has kind of a, a, a burgundy blush on the green leaves, but it has a double yellow flower that has kind of a peach orange base. Salmon-y. It's a variety yeah. called isn't, fire. Isn't that awesome? Nonstop fire. It was, it was one that we saw, I don't know, like 30 or 40 or 50 trays in a batch, and it was just like. Your head, of course, your eye goes to all of them, but that one's like, okay, we need all of those. Yeah. Wonderful. I I just love the contrast of this. This dark burgundy leaf. It has green, kind of a greenish veining, but dark burgundy leaf, but a bright white flower. And the the green veining just really stands out. Isn't that awesome? Against the burgundy. And yes, the bright white flowers. That's that's the plant where you get the... Best of both worlds. The you foliage the cool and the flower. Foliage yeah. and the flower. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, how 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 large are these going to get? Yeah, by August? 10, 12 inches, high and wide. Okay. So if I had a, uh, a morning sun, early morning sun, not like eleven or twelve o'clock necessarily, but for a few hours in the morning, and I want to put that in a combo pot, I could take a, one of the white caladiums that Linda has back there. Ooh. That could be outstanding. Ooh. Maybe I could pull off some bacopa and get enough flower on it. Probably. Maybe. I could take some of the, uh, your new favorite house plant. I could take some bird's nest ferns mm. for a lighter green, different yeah. texture, and throw that in there and be pretty darn happy. Uh, maybe some of the coleus that's out there. We've got some great coleus right now. That could <laughs> be an incredible combination. Yes, it would. With that. Um, of course, I could always go to white New Guineas or white Impatience to mix in if I wanted to. Um, this sounds like a garden I would want to stare at in the moonlight. But I would probably moonlight. try and get as much of that white caladium in there as possible. Just to yeah. well, There's some beautiful varieties back there. That'll, be, your, that'll be a showstopper. Them. Yeah. <laughs> little candidum, yeah. senior or junior, it doesn't matter. No. Either one would be fine for yes. a white caladium. You're listening to Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live, and you can phone in at 217-356-9397 or text us at 351-5357. It's too bad that that uh, one of the more burgundy leaves here on the Rex begonias wouldn't work with that blood red flowering regal geranium that you got in yesterday oh, that was so i've never seen a red that red yes. i mean that was uh, it's just incredible that was like a hardly cooked steak color <laughs> i mean that was that was kind of that doesn't quite say it almost <laughs> it was just incredible when i'm looking for a red i, I mean, usually kinda, don't go for kind of like rare tuna <laughs> 
color almost. It was just a unique. Yeah. Okay, there you go. It was it's, a unique color. It's a but it wants sun. For a vegetarian, you have a, a weird yeah, vocabulary. I, I know. Anyway. <laughs> Fond memories. Um, but that would like full sun or half a day of full sun where this would like a little more protection. Yeah. So yeah. they wouldn't be the best companions. No, but they could be close to each other. Wouldn't they, that be neat? Could well, be close. I just that was just the most incredible red I've ever seen on a on anything actually. It's just beautiful. There are sometimes, to, go sometimes ahead. when you have a, a flower like that, it's just best to be by itself. Well, it's true. Combining. Good point. And you use that in one container, and then you sometimes I'll do this. I'll I'll do three containers together, and I'll do sure. one in each. Just. It's kind of cool that way, it's too. A great look. Absolutely it is. Yeah. So, you know, we're always promoting a, 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 these mixed containers with the, the thriller, filler, spiller thing. It's okay to have just a spiller or just a filler or absolutely. just a thriller. Is it? Just. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have <laughs> containers nearby one or another. Oh, like John's uh, talking about, that that's just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. But sometimes something is just so special that you just have to have it there by itself. Oh, good. And okay. So, sometimes it's just a little bit more of a resting point, too, for your eyes. Oh, for sure. When you have one story that that container is telling you versus a whole bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, Brian, I, I was walking over here this morning, and, and we have a lot of Talavera uh, pottery, the Mexican uh, pottery that's very colorful. And Brian's just uh, displayed it all over the store. It just looks fabulous. But I walked by one pot that's just, uh, just well, I could say dynamite, but, you know, they all are. And <laughs> it's it's kind of a wide pot, and it's probably about uh, 10 or 12 inches tall. And he just had put some artificial uh, plants in them. And it's just a mound on top of that colorful oh, pot. yes. How awesome. Yes. doesn't have to be artificial There's necessarily. Stunning. You can certainly use real pots <laughs> or plants. Or real plants, right. But, but, yeah, the ones that he chose, just the, the saturation of color and the and kind of a monotone you know like the purple with the purple and yeah that's uh, yeah i noticed those they were beautiful it's just as you know just nothing's out of the question you can just do whatever you want to in a combo pot that's the beauty of them right yeah and and just taking that that colorful pottery and having it uh worked into part of the garden where where you're with your perennials like you always talk about Mary, sure. where they have the short bloom time oh i don't have any color right now from my perennials but i sure have it from those containers oh yeah yeah why not nice so what kind of um what anything new did you get in this week shrubs trees we would yes. need to eat, eat into Name sports it. line if we Started to go into that. Yeah, Some we, stock. we yeah. don't, we don't okay. have time. But what I would like to say is that we have the best selection of fruit I can ever, ever remember. If you need a fruit tree or a fruit shrub, berries, we absolutely have it. Yeah. I just, it's, and it's time. Yeah. So Start whether it's up. a strawberry or a berry bush or a grapevine, any, ty- any type of anything, any fruit tree in particular. I, I have yet one more uh, grape to come in. Can can you believe that? <laughs> mm, wow! But I already have a lot of grapes. I think what's interesting to me about the shrub lot, and tree and shrub, including the fruits, is I could say that same thing about almost every collection of categories that you brought in. Yeah. So if I was looking for a lilac, you go there and you think, oh, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about that one. If you're looking for a Japanese maple, you've got such an incredible selection. I mean, it's almost like you've been a gardener for a few decades yourself, huh. an enthusiast huh. with endless energy. 
that well, is uh-huh. <laughs> that, that is just choosing and choosing. But I mean, you, you just really have an incredible selection across the board. I don't care if it's a flowering shrub. I don't care if it's there's a, a lot to look at. So bring your sack lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Charge up your phone so you yep. can do a little research. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. But that's exciting. I love that. So we're not quite full up on perennials yet, but we're we're pretty darn close. Nice. Um, that's still organizing stuff, but you know it's easy to shop. It is. Well, you just walk back in the greenhouse, and it's just just color everywhere. Well, Beautiful plants. Isn't that cool? And Dave took down the last remaining separating wall, so you can walk out there now. And be in the big covered greenhouse and see all the way back through oh, production and go back there and shop those geraniums. Hanging baskets and geraniums. Yeah. The, Linda has it looking so good. Oh, Linda time, and Ama, they just did a great the job. timing's perfect. They're incredible. Absol- yeah. Perfect timing. Absolutely. So if you need a geranium, we got them. I mean, the best geraniums, literally, you'll see anywhere. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And to say nothing of those hanging baskets, because they really are beautiful. They are. It's, it's one thing, you know, you see them in, in, in the beginning of March and it's like, Okay, someday. And then you walk out there a couple of weeks later, and it's like, holy cow, where'd that come from? <laughs> but that's what annuals do. You know, they show off in one season. That's what they're for. Yeah. So, thank heavens. <clears throat> so, everybody who's been coming in, sorry, John, um, what have they been mostly asking about, or what are they focusing on? Uh, uh, cart loads. <laughs> cart loads. <laughs> Can you get me another cart? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, of course, you know, this is a time of year when you're planting everything. You know, you're 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 working on your vegetables, you're oh. creating your annual pots and in the ground. You're looking at to add new shrubs and trees. You know, it's just across the board. Yeah. Already looking at weeding. And literally, we're not kidding about the carts. People are coming in and buying Boston ferns by the cart full. Oh. Hibiscus by the cartful. Oh, how beautiful! It just is amazing. Well, and once in a while, you'll find somebody's list laying on the floor, and that they'd wish that they probably <laughs> still had it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, like, if somebody had a huge front porch, and they when they just lined them with the the yeah, ferns. What a good look! Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A list. People make lists. Yeah. Well, um, and then you know, like the not to mention store, right? the 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 spontaneous purchase that always right. happens now that i identify with yeah <laughs> buy the plans then you'll find a place for them. the impulse buy yeah, yeah. There you, go. <laughs> you don't have to stick to the list yeah but you got to remember where it is first <laughs> that's good uh so um what are you guys working on in your own gardens or yards you putting in vegetables steve he's probably building I more already... raised beds <laughs> I have not right. made any progress in a couple of weeks. Just, wow. haven't, just haven't been out there. Yeah. Well, why would you want to be out there? Except for oh, the last yeah. couple of days, and you, that you hasn't mean, been possible. In the so. rain and the wind. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very rainy, very windy. I had some hardscaping done, and now I'm I'm shopping for all the things to put in around it. So that's, Oh, neat. What yeah. kind of hardscaping did you it's go with? an extension of a stone patio. Oh, <laughs> nice. It looks fabulous. Oh. Now I can't wait to start planting around it. That's, that's always fun stuff, isn't it? That's starting, cool. Starting in a new... A new bed again. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we talk about the, the conditions, and it's obviously been too cool to have much fun outside except for the last couple of days. And it's been entirely too wet, too almost wet. exclusively, uh, to dig holes properly without damaging the soil and, and whatnot. So depending upon what happens tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, 
who knows? Maybe we'll get a little bit lucky. And if, uh, again, if there's a specific area that you want to plant, uh, you might consider covering over that area uh, tomorrow morning or tomorrow early afternoon before the rain comes in. But take advantage of the sun and the, the wind drying it out before that and then lift that tarp off after we get through the d- danger of rain uh, through Monday morning and then let it dry out again for a few more days. And I wouldn't be surprised if you couldn't get get some holes dug and get some things in the ground. That would be an awesome thing to do. I'm going to do that for a few fruit trees just so I can make oh, sure I cool. get them in this week. What fruit trees? Um Maybe a couple peaches, maybe Contender and Reliance, and then uh, uh, Honeycrisp and Gala apples. Nice. To go along with some other ones, because i got to hurry up and get them out there so they can help pollinate everybody. And there's, probably one more Asian pear. There's one, just nice. one more. One more Room Asian for pear. one more. We have uh, fruit trees setting fruit already. Like, what? Some of the... Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking the blossoms only just fell off the cherry trees. Well, you know what? Some of them still have pollinators are busy. You know, <laughs> okay, but they don't they don't waste any time. You know, <laughs> so I think it was uh, some of the peaches are starting well, to. There's set. definitely some, some peaches pe- out there that are and as large as the last digit on the it, finger. Exactly, and the pears were in bloom. I, I'm pretty sure I saw some fruit set on some of the pears. I, it's it's just exciting to watch this. Yeah, it's just, that's exciting yeah. when you can purchase a tree and you're guaranteed that you know you're going to have some fruit this even season. though you should yes <laughs> yeah pull it all off yeah right uh-huh. but the trees that. that one would purchase here aren't babies necessarily right yeah no. more toddlers no. or right they're adult size I'm, as far as whether they should be reproducing right now or not well, yeah, they obviously are old enough to to, okay. to, to do that. <laughs> oh, well, I guess and, so if they're setting fruit, huh? And, and that's one of the things that I, uh, questions that I get asked uh, a lot is, will these bear fruit right away? And I said, we, we have them bearing fruit on the sitting here in pots. So, yeah, they're they're right there. You're not going to be waiting five years. No, it's not like you're buying all. a two foot tall whip and putting it in the ground. Nope, they're ready right now. Yeah. Neat. Well, yeah, uh, they're three to five years ish okay I, I would say. that's exactly right okay yeah, five ish that's and and the berry bushes i think there's some blueberries starting to set can't wait i still keep thinking about the blueberry bush that can be kept in a container i it's a big trend i we've talked about this before because gardens and um lots that built houses are built on are becoming so much and not necessarily smaller but the properties the homes are bigger so you don't have all that much room to plant in so whether it's ornamental or uh, production uh, things are being bred to to fit into that kind of a landscape now so whether it's a columnar tree or a semi-dwarf apple or whatever it is you it's gonna fit a semi-dwarf apple how tall with with i mean what would that look like in maturity typically semi-dwarfs are 12 to 15 feet both okay. ways high and wide so oh, nice and that's 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 doable. And, mm-hmm. and you can keep them well, with some pruning. You can keep them on the short end of that. Oh, heck yeah. If you want to make it easier to harvest fruit, you know, let it go ahead and get the 12 or 15 feet wide, but keep it trimmed down to maybe 8 or 10 feet tall if you want to. Yep. It's certainly. Very doable. Espelier? Well, you Anyone? can do that too. <laughs> do you have any that are already uh, set? Espelier? I, I, yeah. I didn't have any available to me 
to bring in this year, okay. espaliers, but those are fun. But you could do it with any of the other ones if of you wanted you to could. go ahead and Absolutely. go through that process. You don't have you to buy it already done. The fun Part of the fun is doing it yourself. Okay. I could see that. But I, uh, when I drive to my brother's, there's a house that has, I don't know what it is exactly. They have espaliered apples or what, but uh, but it's fun to see just how how they keep it trimmed the up. process, yeah. Yeah, and whatnot. And for those in not understanding, our French. It's a, well, Espelier it's is, a old, old world technique. Absolutely. Over in kind Europe. Training there the branches. There was small, small areas oh. to, to garden. So that was a technique used to for a space. Okay. And, and what you put extra energy into trimming and pruning, you're going to get the payback in terms of harvest and maintenance and upkeep because everything's just going to be so much easier because it's just right there yeah all right good it's kind of like uh vineyards grape grape uh vines yes pruning and training those yes it's the same kind of principle except that grapevines grow so much faster okay any kind of vine would but the trees it's the same principle it's just fun stuff neat and a very creative thing too yes kind of like bonsai ish (laughs) so mr weisgarver I saw yes. a few people over in the Chef Jeff Vegetables and Herbs. Oh my goodness! Yes, the last couple of days you got a pretty just about everything in on the Chef Jeff line. Pretty pretty close to all. Yeah. Um, of course, we wouldn't recommend that anybody plant their tomatoes or peppers yet. It's too early and too unpredictable for that. The soil temperatures are finally going to be warming up enough after this weekend. It's just that we're going to cool off a little bit coming up this next week again. So. Hold off, but play the in-and-out game yep. again. Put it in the trays outside during the nice times. Bring it in on the cold days or the cold evenings. Have it ready to go. Uh, if you're going to container, I might consider going ahead and doing that and then making sure that you have some protection available if needed. And I like to do that at least about a week in advance just to let them get acclimated to the winds and things so they don't just go from being inside a greenhouse environment to planted immediately out in the garden and not having yeah, that's hard. A, a week to gradually get further away from the house and yeah. build up the tolerance to the yeah, absolutely to the yeah. wind so that's a good can't idea. hurt to can't hurt to buy them at least a week early if not a couple of weeks early and do that john are you doing any veggies this year do you have a, anything that you can do uh, uh the only thing that uh we have started some success with is raspberries because oh, they're cool. kind of on the perimeters of some of the trees. Nice. Yeah. You could probably do some leafy greens and get by. Probably. But I would think so. Depending on other people for that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm Who into ornamentals <laughs> now. <laughs> oh. Get busy, Steve. No kidding. I know. <laughs> so that, the leafy greens, I've just had someone yesterday. Um, yeah had purchased several packets of leafy greens seeds and you know like lettuce you mean yeah like that yeah it's just Uh, that would be the easiest thing you could do oh it is and And it just comes on so quickly absolutely this person was saying you know i used to just um, do it in rows and i'd have all these clumpy things and you know it was just like you know thinning it out she said well you know someone said why don't you just broadcast it I said, well, yeah, you don't even have to do that in the ground. You could do that in a container and just yeah. have a nice little mix of, of greens in, in one container. Oh. 
Well, yeah. That's a great idea. Certainly, I could do it because we have no leaf cover yet. Right. You know, up up until. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a few weeks that it could be done easily. Get on that, right, in your spare time. No, no. <laughs> I can just see it on his face now. But but some of those early things like radishes. I mean, you're in a shaded environment, but again, early before the canopies all come out, you could do yeah. those in a container. Yeah, lettuce, spinach. So easily. I guess the point was in asking you was are are there any veggies you can do in the shade? Because I have people ask me that all the time. Does it really need to be in full sun? Yeah. Yeah. So early things, when you don't have the, the, the canopy of the trees, you can do some yeah. of the early things. And then. you can have some success with some herbs, especially in containers. Yeah. Containers, you, and you can move them around in case there's a little bit more sun over there. Mm-hmm. You do some limiting find up. The, find the, brightest, the yeah. brightest area. That if you yeah. had a half a day of sun, four hours of good strong sun, you could probably be pretty successful with rhubarb. Ooh, yeah. And you know, there's something to be said for having that get a break from the heat. Yep. The in afternoon and the intense sun in the afternoon as I the summer goes along. I appreciate it, so I'm sure rhubarb would. There you go. Yeah. And and by the way, I have rhubarb coming in a couple weeks. Wasn't quite ready, the vendor told me. So huh. we'll have rhubarb also. That's great. Speaking well, of which, fantastic. it's pretty much harvest time for rhubarb now. Huh. Say what? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. How about asparagus? Have you had asparagus yet? I, I understand I am tonight. Ooh. That's what I was just going to ask about. Uh, oh, we have yeah. a great selection of asparagus. And, <laughs> so where's your asparagus uh, at? Yeah. Asparagus and dandelion salad. Mm. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. I think I could, I could do that. <laughs> you could do that. I think I could oh, do that. Do you know what is ready in the, if you're in the woods? No, no, and no. And you're lucky to get the Ooh. ramps. Oh, yeah? The wild leaves. Ramp is great. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Ramp. R A M P ramp, or it's a it's a wild leek. Oh, yeah. Yum. It has a a, a leaf that's a broad leaf that's like a onion mm-hmm. leek kind of leaf, and it just uh, it's kind of got a little bit of a reddish reddish stem. Goes where it's more shady. Yep. Have you seen any? Have you harvested any? Uh, yes. Awesome. Actually, my neighbors had uh, come across a great area and shared. And, and you're not telling anybody, are you? Well, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, hopefully we're going to get some starts and get a patch going. Get some going. Yeah, that's yeah. great. They were so good. We sautéed them with uh, green beans and a little <laughs> bit of lemon and some pepper. Mm. That does sound good. Yep. Sounds Thanks, John. Awesome. Just created another project for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live, and you can join us by phone at 356-9397 or text us at 351-5357. So if people say, can I plant this now? Kind of should maybe run through some categories and what they can do. Tree shrubs, yes. Yep. Perennials. Perennials. Almost all. Yep. I'd kind of hesitate on tropicals. I would hesitate, yes. So annuals and tropicals would hold off on, except for maybe some of the most cool-tolerant annuals like dianthus and pansies and alyssum and nemesia and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not saying you couldn't get hurt, but um, petunias Petunias. probably be making it through just about anything here as long as it stays above 30. I don't know if you've walked back and look at those petunia oh, baskets yeah. that Linda planted, and they're just sitting out, out in the middle of yeah everything. They look fabulous. Say, look at me, 
Look at me, look at me. Well, <laughs> they, they, they tolerate cool conditions very well. So, you yeah, know, obviously. They, they've been through 31, 32 degrees, 33 degrees. Yeah, we've been real lucky in that respect. It's been down to the right at 30, but any lower than we would be probably covering them up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and and I think part of that is because we haven't had a lot of sun and we've had a lot of rain where yes. you haven't gone into a day where it's uh, super sunny and then it drops really low temperatures. So, But they're looking super and we'll fantastic. probably start bringing some of those up for sale maybe by the end of the week, the ones out of Greenhouse 5 awesome. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. And we got in roses this week. Yes, we did. Our rose bushes are here. Yay. Oh, my gosh, yes. Absolutely. They are beautiful. Julia Childs? Not yet? I don't know. Okay. Probably we we did because we always carry Julia. That's Julia. One of my very favorite yellow roses. Yep. Yes. Shrub rose. One of the best yellows. Yes. Well, and, and you get various shades depending on... Where the bloom is at, um, you know, it starts off. Yes. Yeah, it starts off mm-hmm. a little faded or a very pale yellow, and then the more it blooms and opens up, then it's just like, wow, yellow. Here I am, yellow. Yes, <laughs> sixty-five mile an hour yellow. And then yes, with all of them together, then you have all of them blending together. Just ah, love the Julia Child. Roses. My rabbit particularly liked it also. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that was singular rabbit. Yeah, I, I had I had one trapped in the backyard, and, and for whatever reason, it decided to wait at the gate. And when he opened the gate the other day, he ran out. So maybe I'll have some plants now. Mm. He liked them. He's going to expand oh. his horizons. Yeah, expand his horizons, <laughs> exactly. I, I always tell people, people want to know, uh, one of the most common questions is, is this deer resistant? Is this rabbit resistant? You know, they're... They, animals eat, eat plants. That's all there is to it, rabbits particularly. So... What plants can I put out for that rabbits won't eat? And I always go with the things that have um, like an essential oil kind yep. of thing going on, lavenders and um, alliums. Marigolds. Until last year, yes. I planted a row of alliums, and ornamental alliums, onions, ornamental. And this rabbit sheared them down to the ground. Amazing. I could not believe it. Wow. So I've kind of quit telling people that, yeah, they don't like alliums but because mine did <laughs> and oh rose bushes i can do those no nope. they they don't mind thorns at all doesn't make a bit of difference oh to them. really okay yeah. so you almost have to use the word less susceptible than resistant yeah less I, likely i that's exactly the wording to use i always kept a um, a book out here for us and it got wet one day but um, my reference source was uh um, a couple of different extension offices around the Midwest, and Cornell particularly has a great uh, extension and website. And so does University of Illinois. So both both very pertinent for our our area. But uh, they would be listing um, rabbit resistant plants, and that's exactly the terminology: less likely, likely. Most likely, you know, it would just it was never no guarantee. This is, right? This is it's. <laughs> Definitely this plant they're not going to eat. That's that's why certain plants you just, you like, they hardly ever chew down a daffodil. Hardly ever. Or a hyacinth. But where a tulip would be like, I'm all over that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it's nothing's guaranteed. At least with trees and shrubs, how effective is like the the green 
grid wiring you can put around it. Very effective. Because yep. I would think the, the rabbit tree. can bury, burrow under it. They probably aren't going to. Okay. And if you cool. think that's the case, then you bury it a little bit. Well, they're going to move on to something else usually. That's uh, that's why right. Jack DeVruman always said if you have squirrels and they dig down, just bury your bulbs a little deeper. They're not going to go to the effort. Okay. And speaking of bulbs, my new favorite hyacinth this year, yeah. planted last year, is Jan Bose. Um, I don't remember the name. It, it's the pictured on the box being more of a magenta red color, Ooh. but it's lighter than that. And when it first starts to show color, it actually has peach and salmon and pink and yellow. And then it uh, is just a, just a beautiful, deep coral pink color. Wow. That's nice. just beautiful. outstanding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Outstanding. Fragrance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, hyacinths are all about fragrance. I mean, they're beautiful flowers, but, man, yeah. do they smell good. Yeah, in fact, it's time nice? to bring them in the house because there's no reason to enjoy them outside at this point in time. It's a matter of cut the flowers off and bring them in so you can enjoy them here for a for week. Sure. And, yeah, they absolutely. grow so much closer to the ground than I ever would have thought. They do, and they'll stretch out, though. Well, exactly. Kind of when they're done, but it's been so cool. They've just stayed nice and compact this year. Boy, hasn't everything? Yeah. I, I the magnolias, the saucer magnolias, the Salangianas, have bloomed so beautifully. I have I, do, I can't remember the last time I've seen the flowers actually watching from the bud to full flower to falling on the ground without them being burned by a, a frost. Oh. And it's just been beautiful this year. Right when my, magdo, my magnolia tree was, uh, it just seemed like it was peaking. Then came the winds. <laughs> exactly. There's, it's just been really oh the right temperatures, though, for the flowering trees. It, yeah, the cool all flowering have trees. Been fantastic for that. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it nice to enjoy what you planted last fall to see it? Oh, yeah. I remembered to plant those bulbs. Oh, yay. There they are. Well, and, and just even a shrub. If you got it in last year as opposed to waiting till this year. Oh, for sure. Just being able to see it un- unfold. And yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Oh, it lived through the winter. Yay. It and it's going to get so much bigger this year than it would have otherwise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. That's, the spring is all about anticipation. It's just just fun to, to watch it all come, come out. So back to what you can plant. You're saying if it's not too wet, any tree and shrub would be fine. Almost any perennial would be fine with the temperatures that we're predicting here. Uh, to go ahead and do that. And if in doubt, just have them in the driveway in a tray, in and out if you have to, but leave them out so they can get, well, get acclimated for a week yeah. or so. And um, annuals probably still stick with the cool season stuff, but we're yeah. only going to be another week or yeah, we're two close. away from just letting it rip, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, close. Veggies, cool season stuff still, seeds, whether it's lettuce, spinach, radishes, carrots, that kind of stuff, or onions, or potatoes, yep. cabbage, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, yeah. uh, any of the cold crops would be fine. Tomatoes and peppers I'd hold off on still, hold off on all the cucurbits type, the warm season, squash, melons. Okay. Cucumber close. guys. All right, we have a caller at 356-9397. Let's talk to Gary from Muhammad. Good morning, Gary. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Uh, I have some coral bells. And their their foliage is deep green with purple on the bottom of the of the leaves. They receive no direct sunlight at all. Uh, how should I handle those in the winter? Should I cut them all back, or should I just let them be? 
I, I think people have different opinions about it, but I certainly... Oh. <laughs> I know, really? <laughs> I, I certainly prefer doing it in the spring before they start flushing out again because most of them will have a, a foliage that has still color and, and form to them until January or so. But, um, I, in fact, I just I cut mine back about four weeks ago, three weeks ago, and they're starting to flush out now. I think what okay. she said makes the most amount of sense. You can enjoy them late into the season. Uh, the foliage doesn't get a lot of disease problems like a peony or something is, so there's no reason to clean it up in the fall. Right. And just let it there. It's going to help protect the crown of the plant to help you overwinter, even though they're very tough anyway. Clean yeah, them up early I just, in the spring. I spent, uh, I'm sorry, I spent a lot of time just recently cleaning out, you know, oak leaves that got caught in there and right. everything else. and. Um, I tried vacuuming, and then I finally ended up just picking them out by hand, which is oh pretty my. long and pretty tedious. So yes, I just take anyway. some head shears, Gary, and just yeah. whack them off. Yeah, just like, and, okay. just watch for. They probably have already started uh, flushing out their new growth, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah you I, just want to just just watch for that and and try not to cut that off. But I, okay. it's just like doing a, a ball haircut on somebody. You, you just want to go all the way around and get all that uh, the edges and get all that off and yeah. they'll flush but out. early spring. Yeah, early yeah. spring is the time. Yeah, I I think I did Before mine about 3 growth. weeks ago. That's, yeah. Yeah, because you'll see yeah. uh, uh you just don't want to to cut the crown basically. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Welcome. You bet, Gary. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, let's see here. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, where you can text three five one five three five seven. It's hard to believe, but we're only like what a couple of weeks away from Mother's Day, yeah. and two weeks from tomorrow. And then uh, after just a few weeks after that is Memorial Day weekend already. Moving right along, aren't we? So I noticed that you already have uh, your memorials uh, coming out on. You're stocking those on the shelves. A beautiful selection, too. Um, you've been working on those behind the scenes? Uh, they've been working on them for months. So the crew at the Design Center has been just making some absolutely gorgeous ones. They do a fabulous job. a fantastic really job do. with the display. So yeah. it's looking really good. They've been in great supply further back, but now we're moving them forward as we're getting closer to the season. Okay. So, yeah. Good, good. So Looking yeah. good in there. Um, one, maybe one call out to one of the perennials out there. There's a group of perennials on sale for five ninety seven. Nice They're selection. They're in half-gallon pots. Some really good stuff. Uh, truly. I, I, and people are, are really appreciating it. I, I, yesterday, a customer said, I'm just doing a, a big uh, remodel of a, a garden bed. Just, you know, just big. Mm. And his cart was full of those five ninety seven plants. Well, when you get, three when you shelves get, of it. When you can get some of the best perennials, too, out there. Oh, I mean, yeah, the yeah. selection Black, is Black awesome. Black-eyed Susans, uh, Butterfly Bush. Echinaceas, Hosta. For $5.97. It's a great huge. Yeah, all sorts and, of cool And they're stuff. a half-gallon half pot, but they're great. They're they're really well-developed. Well Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. All right. Plenty of specials to find. Yep. Take the training wheels off, kids. Get out there and do it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. We've been listening to Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. 
with plant experts Marianne Metz, Don Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Dave Leak. We'll have a podcast of the show available later today at WDWS.com. Just click on Multimedia and you'll find podcasts. You can also find previous shows there as well. You can send us emails ahead of time if you like at plantexperts at WDWS.com. We hope everyone enjoys the weekend. Thanks for listening. Come see what's new inside the greenhouses at Prairie Gardens. Boston Fern and Hibiscus are only $16.97. Tropical bloomers, including Mandevilla, Gardenias, and more, are 25% off. Prairie Gardens has a super deal on perennials and big one-half-gallon pots, now only $5.97. Choose from coneflowers, butterfly bush, lilies, hostas, and more. Dianthus are 30% off, and some of your favorite peony varieties are now 40% off. Prairie Gardens, locally owned. Extraordinary gardening, home decor, framing, and boutique.